Welcome to the Full Disc Aviation Podcast. Welcome to episode 16 of the Full Disc Aviation Podcast, the podcast for all things aviation and aviation photography. I'm Nick Moore, and we're live from AirVenture 2020 in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. What's that? Pandemic? Canceled? I'm in my office? I'm sorry about that, folks. Apparently there's a global pandemic going on, and AirVenture was canceled this year, so we're going to podcast from our homes instead. I am here with two of my uh, roommates from uh, from Oshkosh AirVenture 2019. Got Mr. Ryan Tykosh from Pennsylvania. How are you doing, buddy? I'm pretty good. How are you doing, Nick? I am, uh, you know, hanging in there. I've yeah. got to spend a little time with my family this evening, and uh, I'm enjoying a uh, a frosty Kugel's beer and a wheel of cheese. Very nice. Figured the uh, most Wisconsin thing I could do right now. Truth, truth. Yeah. Actually, on that note, I'm, I guess I'll be saying I'm not that good because, you know, I'm at home and not at the greatest place on earth, but, you know. Yeah, I I would agree with that, so. And we've also got uh, got our buddy from California, Mr. Chris Loaf. How are you doing, sir? Not doing bad, you know, all things considered. Yeah, just been spending my time looking back this week at what an amazing time I had at uh, AirVenture last year. Yeah, I've been soaking up everything that, um, all the content that's been put out uh, by EAA and others, um, you know, trying to do what we can to fill the void. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but. As soon as AirVenture ended last year, all I could think about was AirVenture this year. Uh, hence why I started the how many days till Osh 2020 hashtag on Instagram. Uh, hindsight, maybe that wasn't the smartest thing to do. I kind of feel like I jinxed the event. But it's still, a, it's been pretty amazing looking back at all this stuff and thought maybe we'd just have a sit down here and uh, talk about some of our favorite moments from the past and uh, nothing else. Just bring a little uh, little joy to this really dark time of not having AirVenture this year. So kind of curious what you guys have been doing this week to uh, either keep your minds on or take your minds off of that. For me this week, um, uh, of course, I had uh, the week of paid time off put in for my work. So I've been, I've still been working, luckily. But also, it's been pretty long hours, so I was thinking of, uh, once I found out AirVenture was canceled this year, I was thinking, oh, maybe I'll just take back those days and use them for something else, but then I was like, you know what, nah, nah, I'll just keep those days, because I, I deserve some time off anyways, and uh, i just uh, been home since Tuesday, and I've been catching up on some relaxing, getting back to working out again, and um, just started um, started looking back at all my uh, pictures from the last few last two air ventures i was at which my first one of course being 2017 and then which that that time i was there just taking it all in for the first experience and blown away doesn't begin to describe it and then last year of course working with you for eaa on the as part of the photo team yeah just been going through a little bit of both uh both years and trying to find a bunch of unedited pictures i could go through and uh, post and try and just bring a little bit of attention to everything that all the folks at EA are doing right now too, even with the virtual Oshkosh. Yeah, that's a lot. I've been kind of doing the doing the same, digging through, and I kind of I don't know in my head just try to come up with a, a theme for the day, and uh, when they started and and uh, kind of taxed my brain on that a little bit, but just tried to think about some of the some of the things that that Oshkosh stands for and my the the first day that I 
I picked. It was just kind of one of the famous sayings that Paul had of come for the planes and stay for the people. And you guys are kind of, uh, I mean, you, you tie right into that. You know, I've been going to AirVenture for a long time, but, you know, the first few years I was there, I was just excited to see the planes. And over periods of time, I met some really great friends and got some really great opportunities. And it just, I don't know, it really, there's there's a whole lot of truth to that, of, you know, come for the plane, stay for the people. And um, so you guys are a testament to that. But uh, at any rate, Chris, what, uh, what have you been doing outside of posting some amazing content that you got last year that I just, I don't even remember that I'd seen yet? Yeah, um, so I've been spending, um, you know, a lot of time in my off time, because, you know, like Ryan said, um, I'm one of the people also who's, you know, fortunate enough to be still working um, through through what's happening in the world now. Um, but when I get home, you know, I eat dinner and get upstairs and start looking through unedited stuff from last year. It was my first time ever at uh, AirVenture. Um, and, you know, you like you said, you know, you go once, you're amazed by all the aviation around you, the big machines, all the shiny stuff. And then you slowly start to realize that's not even, for me at least, it wasn't even half. More than half of it for me was just, you know, spending time with, like, you guys, um, our friend Larry, Larry Griffiths, and, you know, Sam Martinez made it up there, just meeting people and talking to them. So I've been thinking about that a lot as I go through some of these, um, as I like to call them in my world, uh, hidden gems, stuff that I passed over the first time and said, oh, that's going to take a little bit more work. And then yep. forgot about it. So, you know, just taking it in, um, you know, you said you've been doing some themes and stuff. My thing has been post stuff from the day of the week it would have been in general. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's that's basically what I've been doing with uh, with this week. Looking back, you know, remembering all the amazing times I had and looking forward to the future. Yeah. That's very well said, you know, kind of going back. I know last year was your first year there, but kind of want to get everybody's opinion. Uh, your first time going over Highway 41 and seeing what AirVenture looks like. Describe your first impression of, of what you saw going over that hill. Well, the first thing I seen was the all the aircraft in the pattern. So immediately I'm just looking because what I did was I flew into Appleton, Wisconsin. And I rode the uh, shuttle bus down from there. As you approach the air, airfield, uh, you could get a sense of like just how much aircraft are in the air at once. I'm just like, I'm not used to this. And then you come up over that hill, as you said, and there is the North 40, and it's just like literally just jaw dropped. Like, wow, that's a lot of planes. And then as you get on onto the grounds and just start walking, walking through all the displays, and then you just happen to look up, and for me, it was just seeing the different aircraft in the pattern at the time, and just the variety alternating from home built to um, a mustang then there's a mig 17 then there's like a <clears throat> an ultralight just comes floating by <laughs> just like looking around and you're just kind of like really like overwhelmed by it yeah it's like in the first five minutes you re- recognize the phrase only an oshkosh <laughs> I know I know we've all been to a lot of air shows and I guarantee you it takes five minutes to realize what only an Oshkosh means. Yes. Actually one of the fun fun memories that I have is actually the past two times I went there flying into Appleton. The approach there took us right over the Oshkosh grounds. And the first first so my very first impression was looking down from the air on how massive the grounds were. I could see the camps campgrounds first and then i started i'm like well wow that's a lot of campers i wonder what that is and then looked down and saw the planes like no way so that's that's it <laughs> okay yeah and 
just like and then even at appleton up there like there's like a lot of people what a lot of people don't realize too is the amount of overflow traffic that comes in like all the planes at oshkosh that's not all the planes that come to oshkosh like appleton the ramp up there fully loaded yep fond du lac's the same way when you're coming up from the south that's the the last few years um just due to various circumstances i've flown commercial up there and you know going up highway 41 from uh milwaukee you're looking for airplanes looking for airplanes and you know for the most part you don't really see any for the first i can't remember how long that drive is but 45 minutes hour whatever it is and then all of a sudden you get really close to fond du lac and then okay now we're in it now and i i mean i remember seeing tom richards p40 take off from Fond du Lac and, and, you know, pull almost vertical and, you know, I don't know where he was headed to, but you just realize, okay, we're getting close. And when you get to Fond du Lac, you know, just what's there, you're like, wow, this is really exciting. And then you realize that that's just the overflow. It's pretty, pretty neat. But, um, Chris, I, I, I remember your first experience because if I remember right, I was behind the wheel at that time. You, you were. So, so I flew in, um, See, the first day I went was last year on the, the Wednesday show. I didn't make it for the full week. So what I got to do was, you know, the weeks and months leading up to Oshkosh, go through everyone's stuff from 2018 in all of their anticipation for what 2019 would be. I was like, oh, man, this is great. You know, spoiler alert, it, it, the pictures are amazing. Uh, they, they don't do the event justice. I don't think anyone's pictures... Bar maybe, you know, some 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 of the aerial photography that gets done of just the site. That's what's impressive to me. You know, the massive amount of people. You know, it takes a ton of volunteer work to organize it, and you really see that. You know, in the aerial photography. But you know, the, that Monday, well, that Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday leading up, I I got to watch the live feed of all of the arrivals on Sunday. And then I was watching live feeds Monday and Tuesday when I was at my desk at work. And it didn't really hit me until after Wednesday was done. We all got back to the house. And I was like, wow, I, I, nothing could have prepared me for it. It was, <laughs> it's, it's an inordinate amount of work that has to go into it. And I think that's one of the things that really struck me. It was, wow. You know, no kidding, people are working on AirVenture for the next year, the day that that current year's AirVenture ends, if not before that. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, my first impression of it was, wow, this is a lot of amazing volunteers doing ridiculous amounts of work to pull some, you know, some amazing stuff off for airplane and aviation nuts like all of us. Yeah, the the volunteer stuff is it it's truly amazing, and it that's the thing that I'm starting to learn. Um, you know, Ryan and I volunteered for the photo department. The or I did the last two years. Ryan did last year. Um, we were both supposed to this year, but you kind of realize that each of the volunteer areas, people tend to go back to kind of the same family that they did the previous year, and. You know, you, you kind of make these connections with people and um, realize that you, you know, still want to come back the following year and be in the same group that you were the previous year. And I, I remember one of the uh, 
photo towers that we stopped at and, and shot from at the south end, the, I can't remember, group of five people or whatever that kind of were in and out of that and, and uh, managing the burn line, they all had nicknames for each other, and you could tell that that wasn't something that they developed on Sunday. They've, you know, they've, they've worked a long time for that nickname, whatever it was, and, and uh, you know, I mean, even, even with the photo department, there's people who have been doing, you know, working for EA Photo since the 90s, and, you know, we're just the, the new kids, and, you know, it, it, it's always kind of that, that first year feeling your way out, but once you start to kind of get to know people and they get to know you, then all of a sudden you're kind of part of that, part of that family. And, um, it's just, I don't know, it's, it's a really special deal. And, you know, to, you know, to pin it all on the volunteers is pretty amazing. But even, even at that, to pin it on the the staff that are, you know, that work there all year round, um, you know, the volunteer effort would be nil if it weren't for them organizing all the stuff that the volunteers needed to handle. And, uh, I, I just remember, um, I think it was Sunday last year when they had Saturday night, they had a real bad storm and kind of into Sunday and it just deluged the whole area with rain. And, um, Ryan and I's friend, Sarah, that, uh, manages all the social media for EAA. I mean, I can't imagine how many hours she worked trying to manage social media to help people understand because it was pretty unprecedented the amount of rain that came and flooded the grounds and campers were parked all the way down the highway and you know that's the main arrival day and just did an amazing job of um you know trying to navigate that and um fortunately uh Ryan was able to since he's located in Scranton able to get her a Dundee trophy um for all of those efforts so uh well done, Sarah. But uh, it was fun to to present the uh, the Dundee for uh, what was that, Ryan? Oh, the Dundee Award from uh, the Office. Yeah, yeah. it was. Like, uh, I, it was a what was it? Grace under fire. Yeah, that's right. It was Grace under fire. Yep. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i I may have mentioned it before on the podcast, but my first experience going to AirVenture back in two thousand eight, um, I would go up with my my grandfather and my grandmother and my mom and um we'd land at a small airport about 45 minutes west and stay the night and then get up the next morning and drive into the show and then after the show was over we'd drive back and that that was kind of the the MO for for my family for many years they weren't too into the you know the evening activities and whatnot. So it was basically once the air show was over prior to that, you know, was head to the gate, get in the car and try to beat the traffic back. Um, so we did that for a long time, but I was driving, uh, the first morning and, uh, was driving over highway 41 and I see all the airplanes and I had looked at the map prior and was trying to understand where, where you needed to turn in front of the North 40. But instead of turning on the road in front of the North 40, I turned down the wrong way of the off-ramp of Highway 41, where a state trooper was stationed trying to direct traffic. So um, I was so dumbfounded that I made a huge driving blunder and um, got yelled at by the cop. And But the best part was two other cars followed me. So... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, that, so. I'm sure that officer was thrilled with you. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Like, guys, you got to pay attention. I'm like, I know, man. I'm sorry. That do you, do you realize what's over here? But uh, so at any rate, I was gonna say, I think I remember you telling that story as we made <laughs> the correct turn. Mm-hmm. Um, last yeah. year. It's one of those things. I, I think I'll probably only do it once. I've I've worked really hard to you know, navigate that area to actually go all the way to the stoplight and turn instead of just turning where the road heads the other direction. But um, but yeah, um, so we talked about you know the the first impression. Um, I'm just kind of curious. I, I know Chris, in your case, um, your favorite moment is going to be from your first trip because that was last year. Um, I've got a few more years on you, but. Right. I'm, I'm just going to ask that question. What was your favorite moment of your first trip to AirVenture? There's, you know, there's a lot of moments that really stand out to me. Um, you know, the first ever night air show I experienced ever was that Wednesday. That was also the first time I'd ever shot fireworks in my entire life, which is, you know, always fun. But I, if I had to say um, what my favorite moment was, of my first air venture uh, and my only air venture so far, so far is so far was was was, was probably um, that amazing F twenty two Raptor demo team show on the Saturday Twilight show. Um, uh, for the, for those who don't know, I've I grew up around that aircraft my entire life. My my father was an engineer or and still is with Lockheed Martin, so I've been a a raptor, you know, child of the raptor my entire life. And to see that performance, that light with that sky at probably the most, you know, iconic, you know, air show in the entire world, to me at least, was the pinnacle of what happened last year. Not to downplay anything else that I saw, but for me, it's, it's got to be that. So that's a solid entry. I'll give it that. So, Rai, how about you? That is definitely um, impressive. I'll never forget that. As obviously anybody who's followed my Instagram knows, it's probably one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> it's the sunset we will always be chasing. Oh, yes. Nothing will ever be good enough. <clears throat> Going back to, I think, my very first air venture, um, one of the cool, coolest moments for me, like, it had been years since I had seen it'd be one Lancer. Like that was a bomber that like when I was a kid. I seen it like a few times and I was always just amazed by how, how like just such a mat, such a large jet could be had so much power and it just always like shook the ground, all that, all the fun stuff. And just, the, I was always a Tomcat fan growing up. So of course the variable geometry wing on it was always impressive to me, but it had been years since I had seen one and I was going into Air Venture 2017, knowing that it was the year of the bomber, that this is probably like the first chance I was going to see one in in a long long time, and I knew I knew there was going to be one on the Saturday with a bomber formation. What I didn't know until they announced that it was coming in was that there was going to be one on the Wednesday edition of the Twilight Show as well. And boy, did it make an entrance! <laughs> nice low wings. Uh, wings swept forward as it came in and lit the lit the burners. You know, it was just that right light. All four burner trails behind it, and then it got this little veil of vapor right above the wing as it came in for that first pass. And it was just like I dropped my shutter speed down and got some nice 
and just zoomed in and tried to grab some shots of like the afterburners and everything. I just, it was just <laughs> special moment. Very special. <laughs> a little humid that night too, wasn't it? Oh yes. Yes. Then, we, then he swept the wings back and that was more fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've got to think in, I wasn't there for that evening, but I've got to think as far as from photography standpoint goes, the, the two most memorable air venture moments, I mean, just from recent history, have got to be that night and the Saturday night of this last year with the, with the Raptor stuff that Chris just mentioned, because, I mean, those are just two iconic times, probably with the close third being the, uh, and it may have been the same night now that I'm thinking about it, but the, uh, the F-100 and the F-4s, uh, that was in 2016. But yeah, the, the Twilight Show was kind of kicked off by a pair of F4s and an F100 out just beating up the pattern. Oof. And I'm, uh, I'm I wasn't there for that. that. <laughs> um, unfortunately, I uh, got there the, the following day, as with most of these things. But um, it's, uh, you know, again, only in Oshkosh. So, and these may be the same answer. But what's the favorite aircraft or most unique or something you're most proud of seeing, I guess, at AirVenture? So there's a lot of what I would consider funny things I got to see that I should have seen before being in California, um, living here. So not, not the thing that I'm going to eventually be talking about in a second, but I saw, you know, VFA-94 Mighty Shrikes. I saw... A Travis C5. I saw Flaybob Express was the second thing I took a picture of at Air Venture, and I'd never seen it. And it's you know out here at Flaybob, <laughs> you know, <laughs> about an hour, an hour and a half away from me. Um, but but for me, the thing that was probably most unique and thing that was probably most anticipated for me was the the XP82 Twin Mustang. Um, I'd been following that restoration ever since they put. A scrap of info about it online, um, and and to see it fly and to get up close to it and 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 you know take a look at you know the the craftsmanship that, that these that these aircraft that people keep flying you know, tens of years after they were made um, that that's probably it for me. You know, seeing the XP eighty two was a really sweet treat. I've been waiting for a while and was so excited when I saw it the first time on the ground. And then when it flew, my goodness. <laughs> Can't go wrong with that. It's, it's pretty, pretty magical to see. And uh, fortunately for me, I, I didn't know much about it. But um, actually, I want to say if, earlier that year in sport aviation, there was a pretty long write-up about the restoration of it. And didn't realize that one of the engine came from the Supplata collection. and. Um, you know, there's just a lot of history there, and realizing just how rare the opposite turning Merlin is, it's pretty, pretty amazing that they found it, restored it, and you know got it flying again. So, Mr. Tykosh, I know last year, uh, one of the things for me that was really impressive, like I'm, a, I'm always a fan of uh, seeing the progression that we that the aviation industry has made over the years, and seeing like say, a certain aircraft from a certain era, and then its descendants. And that would be, of course, with the Heritage flight, but there was a special Heritage flight that I liked. It just stood out to me above the rest last year. And surprisingly, it's not the F-22 one on Saturday. This is actually 
when the A1, when the Sky Raider joined up with the A10. And I was wanting to see that for a while. I mean, I know people who know me said, oh man, I'd love to see that in person. I've seen pictures of it, but just seeing those two aircraft together, it was yeah. that was one of the highlights for me right there. Yeah, I can't say that I've seen that one before anywhere. I'm sure it, I'm sure it has. I'm sure they practiced it, but uh, I sure hadn't hadn't come across that. And realizing that that's kind of the heritage of close air support is pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's I was just I was just in awe. That's another one of those things. One of the many things that I was in awe of, and it was just a just a thrill for me seeing those two aircraft, seeing the similarities in the design, both designed for to be the top close air support aircraft of of the day, pretty much. Yeah, for sure. I, I got to think that mine probably still goes back to the F4s. Um, I wasn't I wasn't waiting for the F4s. I hadn't really paid much attention that they were even going to be there. And I'll be honest, at the time, I didn't even realize that, um, you know, the status of the QF4 program. And I remember seeing, um, I think they arrived on Monday, if I remember right, kind of in the evening and um i was watching the as i always do i was watching the show online and um i remember seeing them come in and beat up the pattern and think oh it's cool it's an f4 i haven't seen one of those in a very long time and um i i arrived on uh i think a, i think it was thursday might have been wednesday night i can't remember but uh that year I was kind of just walking around and and uh started talking to some people and understanding, you know, kind of the the history that this is the last time that we're going to see a military, at least U.S. military-owned F-4 at, at Oshkosh. And um, the the night show, um, I was able to get some fireworks in front of it, or it in front of some fireworks, and then they departed the next day. And I just happened to be kind of at what would be show center with nobody else there it had rained and got oh three or four or five passes whatever it was uh from wham and elvis and then off they went into the wild blue yonder and um you know just realizing you know after that that you know that card was valued valuable to me because i was never going to see that again and you know, fortunately, got a lot of good stuff out of it. Even though the skies were were dreary and whatnot, um, the funny story about it was uh, uh, Elvis, uh, his shoot uh, uh, door popped open right as soon as he poured the coals to it, and his chute wound up in the threshold of the runway. And so I had all these photos, and I didn't realize, I didn't even notice at the time that the chute door was open, but. Uh, Wham, the other pilot, had posted in one of the F4 forums and was asking, hey, does anybody have any photos of this? Because I want to get it a print made and put it on his wall for the time he ejected his parachute, uh, you know, on takeoff. And uh, so I went back and looked, and I'll be darned, the, the, you know, the tail cone door was just wide open, and another guy actually got a photo of the, uh, of the, the chute basically all tangled up in the uh in the threshold lights on the runway but uh i don't know i still that's got to be be one of them the martin mars was probably one of the others just seeing that giant lumbering thing come and then just dumped water all over the field and i'm quite certain that it also dumped fish with the water 
because I also have a picture of a bird carrying a dead fish off of the field. So <laughs> made it easy for them. <laughs> exactly. So that was all 2016 Air Venture, but that was a, a good year for, um, you know, for rare stuff. But I also I definitely echo both of what you've said uh, as top moments for me as well. Another so. one for me, um, being the uh, comic book and Marvel nerd that I am, is uh, also in 2017. They're announcing during the one uh, <clears throat> one of the days, I believe it was, it was Thursday or Friday. Like at by the end of the sh- end of the show, there's going to be a special guest. Mm-hmm. Didn't announce who it was. I had no idea at the time who it would be, and at w- at one point during the middle of the air show, I'm like, okay, stop everything. Here comes our guest. See a uh, <clears throat> yeah b- falcon, business. Wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm yep. pretty sure it was a falcon. Came in, and then out comes Stanley. He's just driving up and down the flight line, waving. I remember actually, hey gang, how's it going? Just in this classic, <laughs> iconic voice. I'm just like, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it was uh, truly an honor to be there for that. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's amazing who you run into as well. I don't know if any of you guys ever watched the uh, show Airplane Repo that was on Discovery or whatever it was for a couple of years. But yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, Kevin Lacey, one of the guys that uh, was one of the Repo men from there. You know, I was just walking down uh, walking down the street one day, and there he was, and I was like, "Hey, Kevin, how you doing? Good, man. How are you?" And that was that. But uh, <laughs> They just like and I've run into Harrison Ford. Um, I'm trying to remember who else, but it's just uh, Sully, Jeff Skiles. Um, it's then of course there was that uh, photo shoot we had had last year in the Warbird (laughs) section there, where we both wound up inside that uh, yeah building. Yeah, that was so last year when we got to uh, we talked about this a little bit in the Scooter podcast, but uh, we. Uh, let's see. You you arrived the day before, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I was that. Yeah, I was yeah. there the day before. Yeah, and we were trying to meet up and and uh, figure out our assignments and whatnot. And I knew that one of my assignments that day was to cover the Bud Anderson luncheon. And I told Connor Madison, our previous guest, that I was like, I will be there as soon as I can. But my flight lands at this time, and we still got to drive all the way there. Um, but I'll be there as soon as I can. And it was really pushing up against it, but I was I hopped out of the car and, and grabbed my gear and and went over there. And I was expecting some, you know, large event with, uh, you know, picnic tables and, and whatnot. And, you know, the, the guest of honor being saying a few words or whatnot. And come to find out it was in a very small room. Walked in and, you know, you're you're in there with just the who's who of... North American P-51 Mustangs. And I was like, I I just want to hide. I, I literally, in fact, we both did because the room was so small, kind of almost hid behind two bushes that were in there and just trying to capture the moment of Jack Roush talking to Scooter, talking to Bud Anderson. I mean, just literally, you you look around and you're like, these are the people that you know they're they're not just the owners but they're the maintainers the pilots of these gorgeous mustangs and you know just one of those opportunities to be like I, you know to be a fly on the wall we almost literally were that was pretty neat it was uh, 
It was just impressive, incredible. Yeah. Like you said, uh, he's the ones keeping history alive. For sure. So, so we talked about the airplanes. I kind of want to dive in and, and get your guys' favorite moments at AirVenture that don't not specifically involving an aircraft. And it may be a moment or moments. Ryan, you want to go first? <sighs> trying to think. Um... About the time when uh, when I lost the uh, the golf cart that we were sharing. Oh yes, yes. When you lost the golf cart because I I took it back back to the <laughs> building without saying anything. Yeah. Well, you took it back where it was supposed to go, and I thought it was lost, and so we're all wandering around in the dark. And you're like, "What are you looking for again?" I was like, "The golf cart." And you're like, "Well, I parked it back where it's supposed to go." Oh, okay. So. <laughs> that, that was kind of on me because I, I I did not tell anybody. I was just kind of like, "Well, whatever. I'll take it back." <laughs> And it just took me a little bit until I realized what you were looking for there. And yep. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I know where it is. <laughs> well, the funny part is, actually, now that I think about that, is that uh, Chris and Sam and Larry were all at the Brown Arch uh, getting some, some night shots. And I was all fumbling around the dark with a flashlight trying to find the golf cart. Because there had <laughs> been rumors about people running off with them and taking them back to camp and stuff like that. and. I was just really worried that I was going to be that guy that had the golf cart stolen. And uh, I didn't, fortunately. But. One for me was, so I was, I was hanging out with Larry. And I think, I can't remember what day this was, but we were over by the, um, the grass field. We were going to go watch some of the, you know, the stole competition. And um, while we were waiting for it, we were talking to some of the vendors who were sitting there. Um, and one of them was, was Culver Props. He's absolutely gorgeous, you know, handmade wooden, wooden props. And um, come to find out that's Culver, Missouri. And not only that, but the person at the booth um, was, was someone who went to my school, went to my college. Hmm. Um, not the same year as me, um, but, you know, they're... they're I went to school in, in a small little town called Rolla, Missouri. It's about 20, 30 minutes away probably from Culver. But it was just another one of those just, you know, small world type things. Um, gosh, there's some pretty funny ones too. I remember Friday it was, remember Friday it was starting to rain. It started coming down, you know, pretty hard, but uh, the show must go on. So uh, I remember uh, we were down way far show right as far as you could be um and so someone decided that's where they wanted to park their dc3 um which was perfect because it was rain shelter right um and i think the funniest part of it was uh we were we were hanging out and these two guys from england who had been coming to oshkosh for 20 years were sitting there and just you know them telling stories and um and then peeking our heads out to watch uh loco rip across our head because it was it was the rapper demo time for that um that was that was a that was a pretty fun experience despite the rain yeah um you can still have fun in the rain <laughs> i've got photos from that same rainstorm of families trying to take shelter under the tail of a t-38 which is not very big and <laughs> i think there's a i think there might be one or two better aircraft to try that yeah, with exactly <laughs> It always makes me think back to other times when it's super sunny out and you can watch back on the 
Boeing Plaza Aeroshell Square, whatever, whatever it's going to be called next year. Um, but you can see the shadow, and people are camping under the shadow, so they're not getting sunburnt during the air show. But, you know, the sun moves in the sky, and so does the shadow. And you can, you can just watch, and I'd love to do a time lapse sometime, but people literally pick up their lawn chairs and move them about every 10 minutes to stay inside that shadow. It just It's funny to watch. You know, there's got to be someone who's done that time lapse. Yeah. But but I haven't seen it. I, th- yeah. I think I think 2021. Yeah. Is gonna be the year for the for that time lapse. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna make a note of that. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of my, well, I'll say two of my moments. Uh, as as I mentioned, I I go. I've been going to AirVenture since 2008, and that's 100 in. Um, you know, out of the graciousness of my grandfather, he um, he invited me, and he's been going or had been going since uh, uh, since it was in Rockford, uh, and he he invited me to go just on a whim after I started working on my private certificate that year, and it was you know some of you know I, I guess I couldn't have been more excited, but it kind of came out of left field. I wasn't even thinking about it. Um, but Oshkosh runs in my family's veins. It's just literally, it's something that, you know, a good chunk of my family did every summer. And, um, and it kind of, it got passed on to me. And, you know, over the years, you know, I, I spent all the time that I possibly could with, you know, with whoever I was there with, but, you know, specifically my, my grandpa. And, um, I knew in the last few years that, you know, he was getting to slowing down a little bit, and and I knew that Oshkosh probably wasn't in the cards for him much longer. And so I always did everything I could to spend every every moment that I could with him enjoying the thing that he shared with me. Um, but I, I had a, a moment, um, and I think it was the first year that it was just he and I that came up, and we actually stayed in Oshkosh. Like I mentioned before, we had always stayed in, in a town called Watoma that's about 45 miles west of there. We actually stayed in Oshkosh, and I really just wanted to check out, you know, what the, what the night scene was all about. And so, you know, we load up on the tram, and it was the night of the concert, so it must have been opening night. But we had just one of those Oshkosh sunsets, and waiting for the tram over by the North 40, and it's just... It was a special moment, you know, just to be there with my grandpa. He wasn't, you know, in any hurry to get anywhere. I wasn't either just kind of soaking up the awesomeness of it. And um, that was just really special to me. And kind of in in contrast, in 2018, when that would be the last year that he did come with me where I was working, um, you know, I wasn't able to spend that time, but my dad came and, and helped uh, enjoyed the show, but also helped keep my keep my grandpa company and and whatnot, so I could work. And but I came back to the show, um, and they all went to bed. But I came back to the show that Thursday night when they had to postpone the night show because of the rain the night before. Um, and I just I was sitting in front of the DC three, kind of waiting for the fireworks to start and enjoying the show. And it was just kind of a surreal moment, knowing that it was almost like a passing of the torch. And, you know, I, I wasn't there because I was being drugged there by anybody. Not that, you know, that was ever the case. But 
it was just kind of one of those peaceful moments that I knew that I have zero interest in not doing this. I'm I'm going to continue to do this for as long as I possibly can. And, you know, um, COVID-19 be damned, I'm coming back next year. So uh, <laughs> it was just one of those one of those moments that it, you know, I specifically remember thinking, you know, this is, this is so special and it, you know, you make your own fun, you make your, you make your family up there and, and, um, you know, and then that was just kind of parlayed last year where that last year was the first time that I went up by myself and, you know, I was, I was sad not to be there with my family, but at the same time, you know, got to meet up with you guys and, and, um, you know, share the share the kitchen table at two in the morning when everybody's got their laptops out and and uh, spotted you know, cows and through. cheese curds. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> spotted Eating cow. cheese curds, drinking spotted cow, and and uh, Oshkosh beer or whatever the Air Venture brew that they made was. Oh yeah, that was pretty uh, good. Uh, Rock your wings, I think it was. Rock, Rock your wings. wings. That's exactly yep. right. Yep. And uh, Larry breaking the bed and Chris sleeping in in uh, some some room all decked out in pink. Oh, it was it was the best room in the house. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Yeah. I, it's it's pretty special, right? Yeah. And you know we <laughs> and Sam, Sam on the couch and I think before yeah. he showed up didn't didn't uh, didn't someone else crash on the couch? That's right. I forgot about that. One of my friends from here in Wichita, uh he had a he needed one more night to stay. Right. And uh he was headed out in the morning to to fly to I don't even remember where he was flying to. That guy, he's he's flown uh, Cessna Skyhawks um, all the way to like India to deliver them. But uh, he had an early morning. But yeah, the couch got some got some serious uh, some serious sleep action. Sam showed up and and uh, that's kind of a funny story. But he showed up and he's so young that uh, we're talking about Sacktown Aviation. I can't remember what exactly his Instagram handle is, but Sacktown is how I know him. Uh, but he. Uh, he showed up, and he's he's so young that they wouldn't rent him a rental car, and so he made it up here, and um, we we gave him a gave him an extra spot on the couch, and and that guy's dedicated because the Sunday or the Saturday night of the show, you know, did the whole night show, stayed up until, you know, I don't remember what time in the morning editing, and then caught an Uber from Oshkosh to Milwaukee at like three in the morning or something like that. Made his flight, went home. That's how you do Oshkosh. Well, I mean, he showed up in his first, so his first day at AirVenture, he he dragged around his suitcase yeah. a little bit until we could get the keys from you guys <laughs> to go put it in the car. Yep, that's right. I mean, that's that's dedication. That it is. <laughs> Ryan, you have any special moments you can think of? A lot, a lot of special moments, but yeah, of course, that one I mentioned before with Stan Lee, of course, hanging with you, hanging with you guys, getting to know new friends and. That right there is, as you guys, echoing everything is just the essence of Air Venture. Yeah. Just meeting so many people, new people, seeing old friends, and trying to think if I could pinpoint one specifically, but there's just been so many of them for for me just in the two two times that I've been. Yeah. I I still I still think back to the time when you know when the whole loco show started on, on Saturday night and we both just looked at each other and just nodded that nothing needed to be said was just like, you know, it was basically a nod of affirmation that this is the coolest thing ever. We're both here to witness this. And 
that was that. Like I, I still remember that very vividly. Oh yeah, that's true too. Like as soon as we seen Loco taking off and the sunlight just illuminated that towering <laughs> cumulonimbus, they're just like, mm-hmm. yeah, this yeah. is gonna be something special for sure. I'm kind of curious. Have you guys taken in any of the uh, uh, digital content that EAA has produced this week? Uh, I did actually. I was watching uh, uh, yesterday when you gave the gave the heads up about the uh, interview with the the Blue Angels uh, interview. Yeah, uh, I tuned into that that about halfway halfway through, and um, that was a uh, pretty interesting and informative, and I like the. It's just impressive that when you think back, like you know, there's a big move for them going to a whole new to a new airframe. Like as people say, like going from something like a legacy. Like most people, when you just look at them, like yeah, like they look similar at first glance, but everything you hear from pilots, they are two different animals. So just I can't even imagine the work that's got to go into uh, even just making the same maneuvers look look presentable with the new airframes that did different calculations and testing that they need to do. Yeah. And what, what Ryan's talking about was the, an interview that they did with the former boss Popeye Doyle. Um, and he's part of the, or is, or was part of the transition team from the legacy Hornet to the super Hornet for the blue angels. And they basically had to reverse engineer the entire performance and then engineer the new performance of of doing that in the Super Hornet. And it's just it's really fascinating. I never in my life would have thought that, you know, that that would be, you know, as necessary as it was because, you know, like Ryan just said, they're two completely different setups and everything about them is different. And they, they spent a long time dissecting that and putting it all back together to make it work. So it's going to be a neat, neat year next year watching that oh yeah definitely i do hope they keep the burner 270 yeah (laughs) for sure (laughs) but uh yeah for for anybody that's not aware um i believe the website is eaatogether.org ea has made it very clear that they're not trying to replace air venture there is not one thing that is going to replace air venture but they've done a lot of work to provide content for people like us that that really just you know have this giant void uh, being left by by no air venture this year um and they've done a very nice job of putting together a bunch of content it's all over three different channels um basically kind of pretty well goes all day long with some some things that are pre-recorded some are live some are workshops for home building uh warbirds kind of you name it um but they've done a very nice job with that and the one thing that I did figure out uh, today is pretty well after everything, once it's been aired, it immediately goes into the on-demand service. So you can go in there and uh, you know basically start whatever you want and uh, pick up at the beginning and, and go through the end. You didn't have to watch it live on the stream. So I highly recommend that anybody that's interested in aviation, um, even after this uh, Spirit of Aviation Week that EA's put out, uh, Go to the website, uh, hit up the on-demand, and, and go check out some of this uh, very cool stuff. Uh, Dion Mitten has a 
aviation photography workshop that he's going to do coming up, and I'm looking forward to seeing that. Uh, but there's a lot of other really great information on there. Um, one other thing for any of the flight sim nerds that uh, are uh, might be listening, myself included, um, a service called Pilot Edge uh, has teamed up with uh, NATCA, the National Air Traffic Controllers Association, and they are basically setting up a virtual Fisk arrival. Uh, they're calling it SimVenture, and uh, through basically through Saturday, there's kind of a three or four hour time frame that you can sign into your flight simulator, be it Prepare 3D, uh, Flight Simulator X, or X-Plane 11, and you can actually fly the Fisk arrival into Oshkosh with real air traffic control by air traffic controllers that have worked the event before. So somebody like me that's never actually flown into Oshkosh but wants to get a little flavor of what the Fisk arrival is like. It's it's really neat. Um, I've I've kind of gotten everything set up. My plan is to to really hit it on Saturday. I have a feeling that the traffic will probably be the busiest on Saturday. Um, but uh, it's it's really a, a neat thing that they've put together for for anybody that's interested in that. Um, hopefully, I honestly I hope that uh, that might be something that they do leading up to Oshkosh. Um, in years to follow because I do believe it's really good practice and uh, they do a really nice job of following the NOTAM exactly like what you would flying in there with just a few minor things that uh, that are different just because of it's a flight simulator not real life but um, the uh, the last thing I wanted to kind of give a shout out to are my friends at Stearman Field um, there is a boy that has special needs by the name of Christian and he's become a good friend over the years and he loves aviation he loves air venture his parents have been taking him there for i don't even know how long but when the pandemic happened this year when sun and fun was canceled he was devastated when air venture was canceled he was double devastated and some of my friends out there decided that they were going to do something special to fill the void for him and uh, his nickname is peeps and they started this uh thing that they're calling peeps kosh 2020 and so in their hangar they are uh basically everybody has to buy a wristband and buy overpriced brats and water and snow cones and there will be aviation movies every night and some flying and um it's just, it's a really cool thing that they're doing for somebody special like that. And, um, you know, just couldn't be more proud of some of my friends that are putting this together. And I look forward to hopefully getting out there tomorrow evening and, and, uh, saying hi and seeing how everything's going. But, uh, I just think it's a, it's a neat, neat event to, um, you know, help somebody out who was really, you know, like, like his parents said, was just really destroyed that, that the event wasn't going to happen. And um, it's not the same, but at the same time, it, uh, it's kind of the effort that counts, and I think it'll be a fun time. So, definitely, at uh, any rate, definitely captures the spirit of uh, EAA and Air Venture. Yeah, it kind of, uh, yeah, the spirit of Aviation Week. So, it kind of makes sense. For but, sure. Uh, with that, we are pushing up on our time here, guys. I really appreciate you both uh, joining me tonight. And, um, you know, we've talked a lot about the past and 
this is 2020. It is what it is. Making the best of it, but I am really thoroughly excited for 2021. Look forward to seeing both of you there. Um, looking forward to seeing all that there is to offer. Uh, I know the folks at EAA are, you know, as soon as the event got canceled, a lot of them, you know, put all their put all their chips into figuring out what this week was going to look like, but I'm quite certain that there was a lot of others that just took that time to make 2021 even more special and um, really looking forward to it. So with that, Ryan, would you like to tell everybody where they can find your work? Sure. You can find my work, uh, of course, on Full Disc Aviation, our Instagram and uh, our website, as well as um, my personal uh, Instagram, which is Rye Tie Photo, and on Facebook at Ryan Tykosh Photography. Awesome. Chris? Yeah, you can find my work over on uh, Instagram um, under Loafing Photo, kind of a play on my last name. That's L O H F F I N G F O T O, since I'm very creative. Um, (laughs) 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 And you can also find my work over on. the group I'm a part of, Mudspike Aviation, um, mudspike.aviation on Instagram as well. Awesome. And you can find me, same with Ryan, at all the Full Disc Aviation sites. Uh, my personal Instagram is gravity.images, and you can find me on Facebook at Gravity Images. If you just search for Gravity Images, you will find two, and I would be the one with the airplanes. So with that, thank you so much for tuning in. We look forward to seeing you all at AirVenture 2021. Thanks again for listening to the Full Disc Aviation Podcast. Full Disc Aviation is a group of aviation photographers and enthusiasts that are passionate about sharing our love for aviation with you. Visit our website at fulldiscaviation.com for exclusive interviews, stories, and photo galleries, and follow us on Facebook and Instagram for frequent content updates. Also, please leave us a review in iTunes. We always welcome any feedback that can improve the show. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Full Disc Aviation Podcast. And don't forget, Full Disc begins at 160th.